Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. You've heard me sharing about my Thriving for MS guide several weeks now, but I've actually adapted it so I could create a free guide for you to optimize five areas of your life that are the building blocks of your overall health. It's everything I wish I had known to take care of myself before my MS diagnosis happened. I believe that those who thrive living with an autoimmune disease have been gifted with a sidekick and it's our duty to teach others about proactive health, even before it becomes a pain point in your life. So I've put together a guide on the five building blocks of health. You can find out how to eat right for your body, different ways of moving your body, getting yourself into an amazing fitness or movement routine, learn how to get better quality and quantity of sleep. Learn to decrease that stress and really manage it, and then reduce toxic load on your body. So download the free guide at bit.ly forward slash health building blocks. That's bit.ly forward slash health building blocks and blocks is plural. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please message me on Instagram once you download it and let me know how it is serving you. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 139. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we have Lauren Everts Bostick. Lauren is an influencer and the creative director behind the Skinny Confidential. It represents the movers, the shakers, and the ones who without a doubt want to be the best damn version of themselves. The Skinny Confidential has been featured in platforms like Shape, Women's Health Magazine, The Huffington Post, Self Magazine, and Who, What, Where. Since the launch of the brand, it's involved into a book, fitness and nutrition ebook, a podcast, which she now runs with her husband, a YouTube channel, and app. She lives in California with Michael, her husband, and their two chihuahuas, Pixie and T. Boone Pickens. So we recorded the show, and it was a little weird because she was actually in a car um, on her way somewhere. So the audio was a little bit shaky, but I hope you guys still get something amazing out of it. It was really interesting to chat with her after someone recommended her in the survey that I did, you know, asking for podcast guests. So not my normal, uh, guest, but definitely someone who is really trying to take care of herself and maximize every single moment of the day. So enjoy the interview and let me know what you think over on Instagram. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Hi. I'm so excited to get you on. So a bit of a backstory. I ask my guests every um, January for guest recommendations and they suggested you and I had never seen you online yet. And then when I did a little creeping on the Instagram, I was like, holy crap. Yes, she's an alpha female. Like I'm so excited. So you're actually on my, I call it my chicken um, shit list. Like I'm like scared chicken to ask these people to come on the podcast. So um, I'm really excited to chat. Yeah. Thank you to, to your community for suggesting me too. 
So before we jumped on and pressed record, I read you out the definition of what an alpha female is according to myself. And actually a lot of my guests have helped kind of craft it over the years. So what did you think of it and how do you see yourself as one? I definitely see myself as an alpha female and everything that you were saying about an alpha female, I can totally relate to. I think that, um, we're, we're coming to a point now, especially with social media where, um, people are embracing it. And that's really, really cool to see. I hope with, you know, my platform with the skinny confidential, that it's a place where women can come on and see, uh, and get inspired and feel that they can leave the site and take what they, they love from it and leave what they don't like and apply it to their own life and create their own future. I mean, if, if I can leave anyone that goes to my blog or listens to my podcast with just that, that you're in charge of your future and you create it, I I will be so happy. Uh, And everyone I think has alpha female in them. Yeah, it's so true. Sometimes I'll, I'll chat with a listener and they're like, well, I'm not an alpha female yet. Like I can't come on your show. And I always force them to to come on right away. I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like everybody is an alpha female. It's just like you're, if you're listening to the show, one, you like want to just own that term. Um, but we all have powerful and assertive ways that we show up in the world. Um, and I love chatting with kind of like all walks of life um, and getting their perspective of how they take care of themselves as they're building empires or working full time or whatnot. So we shared in um, in the intro a little bit about yourself, your bio and everything that you do. But how would you say you know, as, um, all the different hats that you wear, how do you create work-life harmony for yourself? I mean, the thing is, is, is right now at this point in my life, work-life harmony is, is tough. And that's just being really transparent. Um, I, I feel that there's different seasons and chapters in your life and I eventually will want to be a mom. And I think I have this opportunity right now to just really put my head down and bust my ass. And, and so it's, uh, but when I say work-life harmony, I wouldn't, I don't think it's for me, it's not work-life harmony. It's more like my work is my life right now. And with saying that, I think that self-care is so important. So I've sort of hacked the system on how to, to do both at the same time. And what I do is I call it passive multitasking. So I will, you know, listen to a podcast where I'm gaining knowledge about business while I'm getting my nails done, or I will uh, go get a facial for an hour while I return emails, or, um, you know, I'll, I'll listen to a podcast while I clean the kitchen or listen to a book on tape while I'm doing my makeup. I think I'm really, really driven with, with my mission and my vision for the Skinny Confidential. And with that, it comes sacrifice and it, it comes, it, I understand that, that every minute needs to be utilized, but I also understand the importance of self-care. So what I've done is I've kind of meshed them together. I don't think that's how my life is going to be forever. I definitely think there'll be a point where I slow down, but right now I'm young. I'm, 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 I have energy, I'm hungry, and I'm going to embrace th- that energy level. Yeah. And i I've built into the definition that once you picked your, your priorities and it sounds like the majority of your priorities, like life right now is 90% work, but you still fit in 
healthy habits, self-care, and spending time with, um, you know, friends and loved ones. So uh, just from, you know, stalking you online, I see that it's there, but it's like, we need to stop apologizing when we're in a season of our life when work is 90% um, of our priorities. Um, Because that's so important to just like, own that. Um, but I absolutely love that despite the the hustle, I guess is like the best terminology, that you are ensuring that all of your self-care routines are in place. Yes, totally. I And I just want to say this too. I have anxiety like a lot of us do. And the, the way that I found to combat that is to prevent it before it happens. And I absolutely incorporate self-care every single day in, in 20 different areas. I'm very cognitive about self-care. It's just, I also know that, you know, I can't take two hours to go get a facial. There needs to be something else that I'm also doing at this point in my life. Again, when it's, when stuff slows down, um, there'll, there'll be time for that. I just, I think that no matter if you're a mom or you're so busy or you don't have one second to yourself, I think there's always tiny, small ways that you can do little things. And, and that could mean from, you know, waking up and putting your oil diffuser on and and putting tangerine oils in and and putting on, you know, bossa nova in the background or, or, you know, taking a taking time to yourself to take a bubble bath at night while you're listening to a book on tape, or there's so many different ways that you can get creative with it that I just think that even if you really don't have time, you do if you passively multitask. So would you say as you know, you're structuring your days and filling it to the brim with your, your multitasking, um, would you say you feel stress at all? Or are you pretty like even keel like you've been you're managing all the things that are thrown at you throughout the day? You know, I thrive in chaos, which is a, a good thing and a bad thing. My childhood was was chaotic. Not, it wasn't a bad childhood. It was great, but it was very chaotic. And and I kind of don't know what to do when there's not chaos. I'm just so used to it. Um, and it's no surprise that now, you know, six days a week of my life for the last eight years are completely, completely chaotic every day. Um, every day is something different. My schedule is booked from the second I wake up to the second I go to bed. So yes, there's certainly a ton of stress. Um, I think, I think everyone has stress. I think it's so relative, you know, my stress compared to a mom of four, like it's, it's just, it's different, but I do experience stress. And, and, and what I do for that is again, I do preventative measures and, and that's a lot of self-care. So I, I started meditating about um, eight months ago. And that's been so good for me to be able to just wake up and sit with myself and my thoughts for 10 to 20 minutes. I mean, I couldn't, I I am not a meditator. If anyone's listening and they're like, I could never do that. I am the last person on earth. Um, But what, but what I did is everyone said, you know, you have to just sit still and not think about anything. And I wouldn't do it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go meditate and I'm going to think about whatever I want. Took what I had to do and what everyone was telling me I had to do. And I took that out of it and and refined it to my own, uh, you know, my own accord. I I thought I I felt more powerful and now I want to do it every day. I mean, I've had my best business ideas in meditation. Yeah. So it's less prescriptive because there's so many times where when people are introduced to the concept for the first time, 
they may be told like the goal is to empty your brain or you listen to the Headspace app and it tells you to like watch your thoughts go by. And it's like, no, I really want to brainstorm the next name of my online course or something like that. So um, I like that you've taken it and kind of said like, no, like I, I want to do this. I want to sit um, in peace, but like I need to make it productive at the same time. Totally. And I think that like, I, I think that's what we all have to do with society. Like you, you can take society's blueprint and put your own twist and flair on it. It doesn't need to be what everyone else tells you what it has to be. You can do you and you can do it unapologetically. And if people don't like it, that's their own problem. It's your life. You're living it. You can't live life beating to the tune of someone else's drum. I think it's so important to tailor your life to the way you want to live it. At least for me, I mean, that's, I've always taken, you know, the blueprint of what society has told me I have to do. And I put my own twist and flair on it. And listen, I'm not for everyone. I know that, um, but I'm living life. I wake up every morning and I do what I want to do. And, and that's, and that sounds selfish maybe to people, but that's, it's at the end of the day, I think if I'm unhappy, then everyone around me is going to suffer. So I feel like it's a win-win for everyone. Mm, love it. So what would you say you're most passionate about right now? I am most passionate about engaging with the community that I've built. I mean, I built the Skinny Confidential, you know, eight and a half years ago. And, and, the, and the goal was, was to connect women all over the world. And I, I, and, and I worked at it every single day, seven days a week for eight years. And about a year ago, uh, I started a, a Facebook group where, where sort of the, the tribe could come together, all these like-minded individuals that had been following me. And they got together and they started having all these conversations and meeting up in different cities and different states and different countries. And it, and I sat back for a second and that was like a real sort of revelation for me because it was like, this is what I had been working towards so, for so long was just to make it, it's not about Lauren Everett's and what I'm wearing and what I'm doing. It's more like to bring all these like-minded people together who are non-judgmental and unapologetically want to be themselves. And, and, you know, they, they want more, they want to create their own future, bring them together into this space. And the Facebook group has really, really done that. And that's been really powerful. So I'm passionate about the community. I'm, I'm passionate about, uh, eventually launching a product that, that is very, very tailored and niched to the community that I've built while involving them, you know, and keeping it very inclusive. Um, I'm pa passionate about business, the, ba the back end. I think that I've been so much in front of the camera and, you know, been thrown into so many situations where I've been so uncomfortable, whether that's, you know, doing public speaking or whatever that is. And, and I, I feel comfortable and confident now doing that. So I think that I'm craving more. I always want more. And I think um, that business side and back end of whether that's consulting brands or, you know, building out my own business really motivates me and keep and keeps me on my toes. It's so cool when um, you kind of follow someone's journey or hear about their journey and know that there's a lot of bloggers, you know, we start our sites because we want to document something in our lives. And then when we get the first few comments and people reaching out and we realize that, our life has impacted someone, then we're like, oh, it's not just about me. Um, and I, I think I've told the story a few times on the podcast where, 
the podcast came about because I had always called myself an alpha female. I had no idea why I was doing it. Just someone had nicknamed me that. And I was like, cool, nice name for a blog. And um, after I was diagnosed with MS and I started sharing my health journey of how I take care of myself, um, there was a hate thread that developed um, online just all about me. And um, <laughs> after I read like a few pages and learned to stop reading negative stuff. But like one of the comments was what gives her the right to call herself an alpha female. And I was like, oh, this isn't like, this isn't just about me. Um, like there are so many amazing, assertive, confident, ambitious women in this world that are taking care of themselves at the same time. Like it's not just me. So how do I, how do I make that platform and focus it out and provide solutions and guidance to other people? So I love hearing kind of evolutions of, um, you know, personal things that become such a bigger platform. Yeah, I think I think if there's any kind of hate thread online about you, my my opinion would if we were just talking like over happy hour, I would tell you the best thing you can do with that is nothing. Yeah, that's what I learned like five years ago. Don't it doesn't you don't need to read it. You don't need to do it. You it it, it you don't want that thermometer of energy that you have every day to have one wasted second on on anyone else's insecurity. Yeah. And I think everybody learns that it's like when it's when you discover it for the first time and you've never seen that before, you're like, oh, God. And then I remember I remember she's actually was one of my very first guests on the podcast. She said, like, what you seek, you'll find. And I was like, oh, that's so true. <laughs> um, and she was like, you have no business reading that. Like, you don't need to read it. You don't need to go there. You don't need to give it any attention. Like, you're done. I was like, cool. I love that the podcast was born out of one of the comments. So it had its purpose. Um, but yeah, no, it's so true that you just learn that, like, it's, it's not about you. It's about fear, sadness, hurt, pain from the other people. But that's something that I think when uh, that you kind of you learn as you go. And so many people don't know how to react the first time it happens to them. Yeah, I think you just have to have empathy. Yes, though, it's, it's so true. Um, I would love to get into how you take care of yourself. Um, so uh, when I say how do you nourish yourself? What's the first few things that come to mind? How do I nourish myself? I nourish myself by self-care. And that is um, being very, very cognitive and strategic about the way I wake up. I think the way you wake up is the foundation of your day. And it, it's, it's like it's going to set the tone of what kind of day you have. So what I have found, and I've, and I've really researched very successful people. I've, you know, I've interviewed them. I've listened to them on other podcasts. I've read books. I've, I've, I'm very, um, I like to get outside myself and hear what other people are doing. Every single person who is incredibly successful and has built, you know, a huge platform is very, very methodical about the way they wake up. So I decided probably about a year ago that I was really going to put thought in the way I wake up. And that is, um, I do this thing called light movement hydration. So the second I wake up, I want like a liter of water with pink Himalayan salt and lemon, um, for electrolytes. And you know, it's, it's the lemon is just like, it's perfect in the morning. And I sit in bed and I meditate. I like to do this morning. I did 20 minutes. Sometimes I do 10 minutes. I don't give myself this structure of, I have to do this. I just say, I'm going to meditate. And so if that's 
one minute, then it's one minute. It's, the point is, is like I set the intention of meditation. Um, and then after I do that, I, I like to walk to get a coffee or I like to work out. Um, I've been doing a lot of Skype workouts lately, which is really efficient because it's at my house. Um, and, and the light is just opening the blinds and, and letting that light in. Um, I would actually sleep with the blinds open if I could, but my husband doesn't like it. So we compromise. You compromise? Yeah. And then I just have like all these little things I do, like a tongue scraper, like, um, you know, the kind of coffee I like, I add cinnamon to it. I just have all these little rituals that I do. I do not touch my phone though. I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to look at my email until 10 o'clock. I have, I, I don't even, to be really honest with you, I, I'm not a big talker in the morning either. I, I like to just, I just like to just be with my thoughts and myself and, and listen, I know if someone's listening who has kids, like maybe that's not the right thing for them. But I do think that if you have kids, it is important to maybe wake up a little bit earlier. And just so you can have a little bit of time to yourself. I don't want to wake up with my cortisol levels high. My cortisol is high all day because my job is like nonstop chaos. So I, I need that morning time to just like get like in tune with myself. My fiance um, has a rule in the house that like there's no talking until the his first cup of coffee is finished. But I get up like two hours before him. So I've had like two cups of coffee by the time he gets up and has the first cup. And I, I have to like hold my mouth shut sometimes because I'm just like, I've been thinking about all the things I want to chat with him about. And then I'm like, oh, you're still drinking your first cup. Okay, pause. No, we should, we should do a, a couple swap and you can hang out with Michael because he wants to tell me his whole life story before at 10 o'clock. And I'm Mimi who works with me is in the car right now. And she's just can't even, she sleeps over sometimes and she just wakes up in the morning. She's like, we can't even like handle him. It's like, uh, I can't even believe how many questions he wants. He wants to know like everything. It's crazy. So it sounds like you have like a massive list of things that you love to do. And I remember um, about a year after my diagnosis, I was starting to learn how to take care of myself differently and better than I was before. Um, And it got super overwhelming because I was like, oh my gosh, how can I actually do all of these things throughout the day? So did you ever reach a point where you're like, holy cow, I can't, I can't keep up with this, but I have my massive laundry list and then I'm going to be in the flow of what I do on a daily basis. Like if I don't tongue scrape today, the end of the world is not coming. The end of the world is not coming, but I think when you keep things efficient and you're very cognitive of your time, it's so much easier. It's like, for instance, like I, when I wash my hair, I'll go get a blowout, but I'll be able to work on my computer for an hour. Right now, right now I'm, you know, driving in an Uber and I'm able to do this conference call with you. And then afterwards, after this call, I'll be able to, you know, sit and return my text messages with, with, uh, maybe if I'm feeling like stuck at the office, I'll go outside and take my conference calls and walk. I think there's, there's, there's things you can do all day long that are healthy. You just have to find a way to, to, to keep it efficient. So the tongue scraper, this is like stupid, but it's true. It's like, in a, it's like in a little cup right in my shower. I like to take a hot, cold shower every morning. I, I, I tongue scrape right away. So it's not like I'm like, it's not like I'm so um, romantic about all the stuff I do. It's very, it's very like, it's very efficient. Yeah. We got to go. Like we don't have a ton of time. Get down to it. Gotcha. What's fascinating. Has ever, has anybody ever said that you're intense? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so intense. 
do you have a weekly fitness routine other than the Skype workouts? Uh, like something that you have, like that's non-negotiable. I have, um, I, I do, I train with a trainer, Kim Kelly, and we do the skinny confidential body. We have workouts, um, like in a guide and she, and I do the workouts. And so what the guide is essentially is like people get access to the trainer. Gotcha. And, um, and so I work out with her probably two to three times a week. And then I work out, um, with someone in Monaco actually, oh, fun. who, um, who does this thing called the method. And it's basically just stretching and using your own muscles. And it, it just opens me up. And then I'm a huge yoga fan, but I don't like heated yoga. I, I like non-heated because I find the heat distracting. Well, I think I was reading that on your site. I found that fascinating. I was a hot yoga fanatic, but one of my, um, so I don't live with any symptoms or disability. My only symptoms come if I overheat. And so I was like, how am I supposed to do hot yoga? And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm not meant to do hot yoga anymore. Like you, you can evolve your fitness, uh, obsessions. Right. And it's just like, it's just like what I said earlier. It's like, it's, it's like just because everyone says to do yoga and it's hot, you can put your own twist on it. If, if you, if because of your diagnosis, you can't do hot yoga. Well, you find, I'm always trying to find different angles. Um, instead of looking at something as a negative, finding the different ways or angles around something. Yeah, for sure. I just swap like a ton of peppermint oil on the back of my neck and, um, it keeps me nice and cool, but I've been definitely finding like new yin classes. Um, so yeah. Um, I always ask my guests, what's a piece of advice you would tell your 20 year old emerging alpha female self? Oh, my 20 year old self, get off the bar and put clothes on. No, I mean, when I was 20 years old, I, I was cocktail waitressing and then I was bartending and I was like very, you know, very much like wrapped into the restaurant scene and, um, I didn't have it all together. And I'm like, glad I had that stage of my life. I think, I think, I don't think I would really tell myself anything other than I wish that I had tapped into my entrepreneurial spirit younger, because I think for 20 years, there was like this missing piece and I didn't know what it was. And now I know what it was because it's completely filled now. And that is um, entrepreneurship. So I maybe I've always been an entrepreneur. I just didn't know I was an entrepreneur until I was 20. If that makes sense. Like I look back and I did all these things when I was little that are so entrepreneurial, but I didn't know that that's what it was called until I turned 20. So I would probably tell my 20 year old self, get off the bar. You're an entrepreneur. What are you doing? Yeah. Like just get started now. You know, you want to. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Love it. Are there any pain points in your life, whether like health or relationship or how people perceive you that you're problem solving for right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly problem solving um, a transition, which is, um, you know, I went from solopreneur to entrepreneur and that was hard to work for yourself and be to the tune of your own drum for four years and then say, wait, wait a minute, we need to involve a team now. And I had to learn and I still am learning how to delegate, how to bring on a team, how to have employees, how to do workman's comp, you know, salaries, all these different things that come as a business owner. So that transition has been um, difficult for me. I also think that it's been a a very um, up and down journey working with my husband. You know, you go from 
he wasn't involved in anything with my business for five years. And, you know, recently we just started doing the podcast together probably a year and a half ago. And that has been so hard, so rewarding, so rewarding, but so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to know when to shut it off. Like at 11 o'clock at night, you know, that's been a, a really, really hard thing to learn. And I think that, um, I do think for me and him, it gets us off, but I, you know, sometimes pros can also be cons in some areas. So, you know, that's something that I'm working through. I also think another thing as an influencer, I'm such an oversharer. Like I have so much of my life on the internet, but then there's like, there's a part that obviously people don't know about you. And, um, and there's that 10% that's kept to yourself and, that people don't see. And, 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 you know, you have to sort of, I think you have to have that 10% to yourself to stay sane. Yeah. It's, I think it's because in this world, like you hear influencer after influencer talking about like, you have to be vulnerable, you have to be authentic, but it's like, no, you, you have to create boundaries and rules for yourself because if it doesn't feel good to share, even if it's, um, you know, potentially something that, may create a connection for you and your community or your audience. But if at the end of the day, you don't get the right feeling from it, um, then, then you need to figure out your boundaries. And I think there's no rule book for it. So we're all kind of, you know, stumbling down the street trying to figure out, um, how we want to walk, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what helped me a lot the other day is I, I, I was so burnt out after, um, traveling for three weeks. And while we were traveling, working from the second we woke up to the second we went to bed and then having my parents and Michael's parents come out to New York with us, which was so fun, but I was exhausted. And so the second we got back from New York, we had to go to Mexico for a wedding. And I came home on Friday last week and I just looked at Michael and I was like, I'm functioning on 1% right now. And I said, I'm just, I need to turn off my phone. And I thought it would be for just the day. And then I started to like tap into how I was feeling. And I was like, wait, I need to turn off my phone for three days. I I need no Instagram story. I need a break. And I did that. And I, my, um, the two girls that work with me, Mimi and Emily were over at my house on Saturday. And I just said, I just need a break from, from sort of being on. And they, they both said to me, they're like, they're like, good. They're like, take a break. They're like, like, we basically think of this as a commercial, like you as an influencer, I do think you need to take a commercial break where it's, it's, you're off for a little bit, you know, and I took those three days. I woke up on Monday. I feel a hundred percent better. And nothing broke while you were gone. Right. And nothing broke. And, and you know what? It's, it's, you know, no, everyone is doing their own thing and you know, no one even notices those three days. So I do think it's important to definitely take breaks. Um, well, I've loved having you on the show. I know you have a hard stop soon. So we've actually come to the last question, which is my favorite. Um, but will you tell um, the listeners, what is your definition of happiness? Waking up every morning and doing exactly what you want to do every day. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate your energy and how you're showing up in the world. Thank you for having me, Robin. That was fun. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. It's the most popular mushroom product on the market, and I've actually been drinking their Shaga tea even before they sponsored the Tim Ferriss podcast. 
So I figured it was about time I got you guys a beautiful discount so you can snag your own mushroom coffee, tea, or hot cacao mix. I'm obsessed with the Shaga mushroom tea. I drink it in the afternoon for a really high dose of antioxidants. And then the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is my favorite for an evening treat if I have a sweet tooth craving. So use the promo code alphafemale at checkout for 10% off and you can shop on their website at foursigmatic.com. For the listeners of the Alpha Female podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.